Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. What's up, guys? We are back with another Top Tier Tactics episode, and today we got our wide... Sorry. We have... Are the tight ends and, and quarterbacks. And quarterbacks. Top five each. Top five each. Are you okay today? Uh after that, probably not. Do you need a hug? No, I'll I'll go away with a hug. It's, okay. it, we're getting closer to the football season. I mean, right now you're you're a little juiced days. up a little bit. There's you're twenty four days. I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. excited. And and I feel like with the success of baseball and basketball and a little bit of more of a hockey right now that it, it, I'm pretty hopeful that there's a football season. I need it. I'm, I need it. Oh, it's. Yeah. I mean, we got fires everywhere. It's. It's just been. A, it's been a long. Twenty twenty sucked. Let's. Let's just be honest. But football season is going to be great. This is going to be. This is going to be changing the times right here. So so I'll give you a, a fun scenario. Okay. okay. Um. Everything. I mean, twenty twenty is going on right now, and it, it's not oh, very it? fun. Is it? <laughs> How much better would it be if your team won the Super Bowl? It would be. Pretty great. Okay, so so could you could would you look? But past that would it? that would that would be in twenty twenty one. It would be the twenty twenty season, but it would technically be in twenty twenty one, right? No, yeah, maybe. I mean, technically. But but your fantasy championship is in twenty twenty. Say you say you win the fantasy league. It's worth it. Then then everything that went by. You mean win? Yeah, when you win, if you, when I win it. Yeah, we, hey, yeah. We, we confidence out. We, we, we show confidence. We confidence, confidence. So you know? so when you win the twenty twenty league, yes, w- would you say it's all worth it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I, I mean, obviously. Fair enough. Uh, before we get started, don't forget hit that subscribe, that like button. Make sure you comment. Um, make sure you hit that alert button as well, so you oh. can know when when our videos go up. Exactly. I mean, seeing our beautiful faces on YouTube is amazing at Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football. Yep. But of course, you can see us on any type of podcasting app, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Android, and all that good stuff at Top Tier Tactics. Of course, if you're on the go, that would be the more ideal place to come listen to us. Yeah, Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football. I mean, we are on Twitter. So I mean, new top, on Twitter, by the way, we are new on Twitter. We're posting our stuff on Twitter as well, and then Instagram. Obviously, follow us on Instagram as well. And I'm, we're going to start off with some NFL headlines. Do it. NFL headlines. So we have Tyreek Hill in the news for a, an apparent hamstring injury that he left today in practice. How do you feel right now? I mean, it's concerning. He had some injury problems last year. Um, it, it is, especially a soft tissue injury, it is it is concerning. And for a guy who uses his speed all the time and a lot, and that's a big variable for him, it's it's a concern. It definitely is. Now, now this is the same hamstring injury that kept Adam Thielen out 10 games last year. And the worst part is, is people keep underestimating how severe a hamstring strain is because they, they try to push, they push themselves, say, oh, I can come back, I can come back, I can come back. And then they set themselves further behind. We saw that Leonard Fournette two years ago, Adam Thielen last year. And I, I, I'm a little wary to this year is going to be the Tyreek Hill. Yeah. 
I mean, hamstring injuries are such a struggle. Oh, yeah. And like you were saying, they, they try to push him. We'll see. We don't have all the information yet. It's pretty early. It happened today. Um, so hopefully tomorrow we'll have more information. Once we get more information, we'll post it on Twitter and we'll have it on Instagram. And then obviously we'll talk about it on the next pod. Yeah. Now, now if draft is tomorrow and we don't get any information and you are on, let's see, let's say like the ninth pick second round. Cause that's generally his ADP. Are you going to skip over him? I don't think I'm going to, you don't think you think, I, you I think I'm, I think I might risk it. That's that's just going to be my way of doing it. Um, but if there's another running back that I really like in that position, I'm going to go RB. Because th- that's like. that's mainly what at least I'm seeing in these drafts. I'm probably going to go RB heavy in the beginning. Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? If I had to pick one of them? Yes, you have to pick one. Tomorrow. I think Devontae draft. Adams, if it's PPR or half PPR, just it's it's it, with the injury, it's a little bit safer. Um and he is easily the number one target in Green Bay, by far. There's not really any other options. So I know for sure I have a healthy Devontae Adams for right now, and I don't know what I'm getting for Tyreek Hill. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, let's start off with the quarterbacks. Sure. Let's do it. All righty. So do you, do you want to start off, or should, should I? I mean, you, you start it. All right. It, so number yeah. one, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Number one quarterback. He currently has a 22nd strength of schedule, and you have to you have to think about that. He is in a semi decent division. Mm-hmm. I mean, sky high confidence right now. Yeah. Per, I mean, Super Bowl winning quarterback. You got the weapons. You got the tight end. You got the receivers. You got a new running back, and and you got the head coach. You got the offense. You got the system. You got everything on the Chiefs roster as of right now, other than a defense. But he he's primed. For a huge year. Yeah, I mean, it's he is prime for a huge year. And it's it's hard to say. It's not hard to say, but, I mean, there, there's a number one and two here, in my opinion. Yeah, there's, you know? there, and there's the top tier, there, and then there's the lower tier. then it just goes after that, and, and they're both pretty close. But, I mean, Mahomes is the guy. I'm probably not drafting him at his ADP just because I think there's options later, but he's easily the top quarterback in this draft. I fully agree. I think last year he had a down year, especially. I mean, he missed what was it, three games and half of a game since he left early. So you have to kind of take his stats with a little grain of salt. That yeah. being said, uh, he he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he's Therefore, on the best offense too. Exactly. So you have weapons galore. It, it shouldn't be a concern if you can get Mahomes. You get Mahomes at the right price is pretty much what you're looking at. Are you willing to? reach for him a little bit more than everyone else because there's going to be people who are going to take him very, very early. Oh, yeah. Yes. All righty. I'll let you go. Number two, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think this is an easy one. 16th strength of schedule. (laughs) Not only led in passing touchdowns, 36. I mean, he also ran 1,206 yards last year, which is pretty much a quarterback and a running back put together. I think his rushing total will decrease a little bit. I think there'll be more passing yards. I think he'll get more touchdowns as well. I could see him as the number one as well. Him and Mahomes are very close together. But Lamar Jackson is absolutely electric and gives you an edge if you have him on your team, in my opinion. With Lamar Jackson on your squad, you have the opportunity to have four running backs starting if you want to technically count him as a running back. 
I mean, when you're a thousand yard rusher, you're gonna be proje- you're gonna be put down as a running back in my book, who had also had three thousand passing yards. Uh, he he is going to get you those six point touchdowns if he runs it in, and those 10, 10 yards per point if he's rushing it. Uh, he is in a massive advantage. I personally, yeah. I would take him in the second round. Okay. I would take him in the second round. You can make an argument with that. But here's where I get, I don't think, I would not take Mahomes in the second round. Yes, I would not take Mahomes because he doesn't get the rushing yards. So that's why I think it's a 1A, 1B situation. Mm -hmm. They're so close. They're both elite quarterbacks at their, I mean, elite at their position, obviously quarterbacks. Um, So either one, but Lamar Jackson, I think his ceiling could be so much higher potentially just because of the run. So I don't think his potential is higher. Okay. Because he did break the rushing record last year. It's not like oh he can beat that. I mean he, he of course he can. he can beat his own record. Yeah. But it, it, is it's, it, likely? it was the record for yeah. a reason because yeah. it's pretty difficult to do. So yeah. do we think it's going to happen again? That's why I said the rushing is probably going to regress a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I do think his passing yards will go up and and maybe his touchdowns as well. He's an easy number two, and if you have him. It's definitely an advantage. I, I fully expect coaches and defenses to adapt a little bit better than they did last year. Uh, you saw him not necessarily get shut down in the playoffs against the Titans, but it was definitely contained on more than one occasion. But that being said, they're not going against the Titans every week, which is why I would personally take him in the mid-second round. Yeah, I mean the schedule is also pretty good. I mean you got Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is 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 decent. They they are getting better. You play Houston week two. Kansas City is probably going to be a shootout. Washington, Cincinnati. Uh, so your first five weeks are pretty good. It's probably going to start you off very well in your fantasy season and uh, help you out a lot. Exactly. Now number three. It, it, you you we're gonna say the name and we're gonna go what and then we're gonna read you the stats and you're gonna go oh so Dak Prescott Oof. so he has a six easiest schedule for quarterbacks and he's in a very weak division defensively that's 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 a no brainer the Giants is probably one of the best defense in that division and they're not exactly great uh, I mean he th- th- they got all the weapons you need from Coop. To Gallup, to C.D. Lamb, to dumping it off to Zeke. He has probably the best wide receiving core in the NFL. He has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And he had almost 5,000 passing yards last year, 30 touchdowns. And he's going into a contract year. You know, he wants that $40, $50 million a year. And the Cowboys actually set him up to do so. Yeah, I mean, Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, Zeke, it's just if he cannot make it work. He cannot play quarterback, which I think he'll make it work. Uh, he's got weapons everywhere. He's been productive every year he's been in there. And his ADP was very low last year compared to his productivity. And it's kind of moved up a little bit. So you are going to have to not reach, but but draft him at a good spot to get him. And Dak is is a very good spot for a quarterback to have him on your team. He's safe, consistent. You know what you're going to get out of it. You're going to get good fantasy points, and it it allows you to be a little bit more risque in the other parts of the draft because you you know you're going to get at least 20 fantasy points from that quarterback position. Yeah, he's going to have a very good offense this year. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't like Dak Prescott. 
Yeah. But I think this is a, a great pick at number three. It's it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. You exactly. have talent everywhere. It's very hard to argue with what you have. All right. I still don't like him. I don't think he's a great NFL quarterback, but I mean, is I think he's in a stuff. good spot. Yeah. I mean, with a good team surrounded by him. I mean, when you have a great offensive line, you have a whole bunch of time in there. It's it makes you look very well, very exactly. good, better exactly. than maybe you are. Ooh. So, so uh, are we saying a scheme fit? I think. I mean, scheme always matters. Scheme you talk matters. about it all the time. Scheme does matter, uh, but. I mean, having that offensive line and getting weapons surrounded by you with a now you have a new coach, you know. What I mean, a, a new offense. Mm-hmm. I think maybe new records. Who knows? New oh, damn. That's a tough one. That hurts. That's a that, tough one. that hurt to say, huh? That's a, that is a tough one. Now, go ahead. I was going to go to number four. You go ahead for it. Is that okay? All you, Russell Wilson, and I mean. Everyone knows Russell's, Russell Wilson. Seventh easiest schedule for quarterback. Uh, 4,100 yards, 31 touchdowns, 75 rushing attempts, and 350 yards running. Three touchdowns. Has a great deep ball. Metcalf with another year. Hopefully he progresses more. He has Lockett. Philip Dorsett, as Pete Carroll said, looked like the fastest player he's ever seen, which I think it's Coach Doc. That's Coach I, Doc. I mean, it, it definitely seems like Coach Doc, but... There is a concern with uh, Chris Carson. They brought Carlos Hyde in there. Uh, Rashad Penny really hasn't been to what he's supposed to be. And I do think they're going to lean on Russell Wilson to bring them as they usually do. That's why he's at number four. I mean, R- Russell Wilson carries that team. He's been carrying that offense on his back for the past three years. No offensive line, no great wide receivers, and no real running game. But now he's got wide receivers. He's got a DK Metcalf that emerged. He's got a locket. He's got a potential running back. I'm not sure if we want to call it a running game. He is the running game. I mean, he had he had 75 rushing attempts last year. I think that is a huge number, and it is a good number because it's going to show you that he is going to tuck the ball in and run. He had 350 yards and three touchdowns rushing the ball. I mean, that is nothing to scoff at. While it's definitely not... Uh, the boy Lamar Jackson numbers, but no. especially in your draft position, you can't complain with over 4,000 passing yards, 31 touchdowns. I think the best part of Russell Wilson is his deep ball. He has the best deep ball in the NFL, and we, we've seen those beautiful little little tight spirals thrown in the back of the end zone. When he rolls out, yeah, you know, makes, he, makes, he makes more plays. time. It makes plays for himself, uh, and he's, he's probably one of the safer bets. Drafting quarterback. Yeah, he's safer, safer bet, and you're not drafting him early, which is why I think he is such a juicy pick. Awesome. So, number five, Josh Allen. Oh, my boy. I mean, my boy. We keep going back to running quarterbacks. And obviously, if you're in a four point passing league, having a running quarterback does give you a, a good advantage. It really does. You know, it, it helps a lot. Josh Allen has been productive and has been a, a weapon. At quarterback for fantasy football. Yes, he has. And I think he's going to make a jump this year with Stefan Diggs. You know, they added more weapons there. He has another year in that offense. He's going to progress. And dare I say a, a fantasy superstar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I have in my current notes right now, he's going to take that step to become an elite fantasy football quarterback. Uh, I mean, he, he had nine rushing touchdowns and 500 yards nine rushing touchdowns doesn't seem like a lot 
well, of course it is a lot for a quarterback, but you have to think that in a four point passing touchdown league, those nine touchdowns equal up to over four and a half passing touchdowns of extra fantasy points right there for free, not including the rushing yards. I mean, he had 3000 passing yards with 20 touchdowns, which I, I think is a little bit low for a quarterback standard, but now, now you add Stefan Diggs, a third year quarterback in an offense. That's where you really see him shine. Dawson, uh, Dawson Knox is going to, I think, step up a little bit in the tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like he's going to be healthy, hopefully. So that will give him an advantage. I, I do see uh, a, a progression for his passing and touchdowns this year. Uh, I do have a slight concern. I mean, his strength of schedule is 31. It's, it's not the greatest at all. He will make plays. He will produce for you. The biggest concern I have is from week 12 to 16, you have Chargers, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Denver, New England. That's a rough road at the end right in playoff time. But yeah. he he is a absolute talent with he's going to produce. Exactly. I do. I do. I am. I, while the strength of schedule is something to, to be to concern about and look yes. at, this is, of course, based off of last year. Of course, teams don't get absolutely overhauled, but changes made, schemes get met. Things change drastically the, throughout the year. Through, yeah, so all studies. you're looking at is when you do strength of schedule is if you are teetering from one person to another. And then does this guy have a better schedule or does this guy? If they are neck and neck, you make the decision off the schedule. That That's my opinion on it. Uh, yeah. Now, do you have any honorable mentions before we go to the tight ends? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? Okay. I, I think Matt Ryan, the offense, he is productive every year. I mean, you still have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I mean, Gurley's in there. I think he is going to have a big year, especially in that division. It it, it could be a huge year for me, and I he's very close for a top five in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- when I was making my list, I was potentially putting going to put Kyler Murray in for Josh Allen at number five, I definitely had to weigh out my options, weigh out the pros and cons a little bit. But Kyler Murray, he had a also difficult strength of schedule. I believe it was ranked 25, and he is going in the NFC West. That was kind of mostly my breaking point for Kyler Murray because he's going to go against the Niners twice, Seahawks, Rams, and all that, while Josh Allen, he goes against Miami, the Jets, and the Patriots. I felt like those are two, two out of those three teams are rebuilding. So I felt like Josh Allen might have a more uh, suitable pick at quarterback. Yeah, I, I can I could agree on that. Yeah, and I think we're gonna see a drastic change from Deshaun Watson. I feel like he's missing a lot of weapons. And last but not least, Carson Wentz was a decent option in my opinion. Now he's got some weapons on his side, and it's, he's always been a producing quarterback. It's it's just injury concerns with Wentz, right? Yeah. I mean, it always is. Uh, that's the concern. And then going to Deshaun Watson, we don't know what he looks like without Hopkins. He's never not had Hopkins. So that that can definitely change his uh, aspect or the outlook on him. We've never seen it before without it, so it drops him down a little bit for me. Exactly. Now, let's hop into the tight ends. The top five. The top five. Number one, you guys know, I'm a Niners fan. George Kittle, easily number one on this list. He's in his prime. He's in the focal point of that offense. The Niners want to get him the ball, need to get him the ball. Big contract, mega deal, and as of right now, he's the best producing tight end. I mean, he had 85 receptions, 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, and he only played 14 games last year. 
I mean, the Niners offense immensely injured, lots of injuries on the wide receiving core, making him the only focal point on this offense. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, Travis Kelsey has been one of the best tight ends for the last couple of years. Kittle jumped him, I think, in my opinion. It's going to start even more this year. There's not really any weapons for the 49ers. There's been a lot of injuries with Debo. You know, there's really no wide receivers. There is no wide receivers. Uh, You have Ayuk, which he potentially could be very good. But with a rookie wide receiver coming in, not really understanding the scheme, not even playing in a preseason game, that's got to be a concern for someone to come in and jump in and take like a Emmanuel Sanders spot and, and really take a big role in that. Kittle is going to get a massive amount of targets. I don't see that changing anytime soon. And he... To me, he's the easiest option with the second easiest schedule for tight ends. Yes, they have uh, the new linebacker from Arizona, Simmons, and he's probably going to be lined up on him uh, both of those games a lot, but he's still going to get his. It's George Kittle, and I know he got a mega deal. People's concerns are, is he going to play with that chip on his shoulder? He always does. That That's the kind of player he is, no matter what. No matter how much money you give him, he's going to be that focal point of that offense, in my opinion. Yeah, now with both Niners starting wide receivers hurt, now we have to rely on Dante Pettis, who I don't think anybody relies on him or thinks he can succeed. I think he is... Uh, it's hilarious. The, the, the hype the on hype Pettis right no, well, on Pettis right now just people talking about Pettis oh Pettis had a great great practice yeah because there's no there's no wide receivers you have no options you have to throw to him he wasn't he, he wasn't even on the roster or he wasn't playing in the Super Bowl he was a healthy scratch on the Super Bowl you're telling me a wide receiver is going to have a massive impact this year that was a healthy scratch in the Super Bowl no you cannot convince me that Brandon Ayuk will overtake him this year. Debo uh, Samuel, when he comes back, is going to obviously overtake him. Give me another one, not a receiver. I'm born, born, of course, Kendrick Bourne. He's he he is probably going to be their best receiver, in my opinion. I, I think he's going to have. Uh, you know, I think Debo was going to be that guy who had that jump. Yeah, this we, year. everybody thought it'd be Debo. I think Bourne is going to step up. And from from the rumors on the practice field, obviously we haven't seen any games yet. It seems like he's stepping up with with no one being there. But yes. we've also heard Pettis. So we'll see what happens on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing Pettis' name off my yeah, draft I'm board, not, off I'm my not, team. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Kendrick Bourne is probably their best receiver, but he did have uh, one of the most drops last year. So that is his only knock that I have. Of course, he is an undrafted free agent on that hand, though. I'll let you have number two. Number two. Uh, I mean, no slouch. Travis Kelsey has been an absolute monster for years and years. And uh, strength of schedule is not the greatest, but honestly, it doesn't matter. You, no, Kansas City's offense is amazing. You have Patrick Mahomes. He's an elite tight end. Those two are the main guys here. Absolute elite. You know, he has always been the number one. He's the number two. It's not too far off. I think you know what you're going to get with Kelsey, but he is declining in age. So I think there will be a slight decline. There's a lot of weapons over there, but uh, obviously he's going to be in the top three at least at tight end spot for fantasy. I, I definitely think he has a number two yeah. spot held down. I mean, he, he he's on the best offense in football. He's going to be the red zone target. But then again, that team has a lot of mouths to feed. It has Nicole Hardman, Hill, running back. Now him, uh, there's definitely going to be, I, I don't want to say a regression, but I, th- I think his targets are going to be uh, 
a little bit Qua- less. Qua- quality over quantity. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. Kelsey's is easily the best second option. Yeah, you yeah, know, it, yeah. it, it's no slouch on him. Kittle is just going to get a massive amount of targets more than him, in my opinion, or my thought. Yeah, I think Kittle will overtake him in targets, which is why I would prefer Kittle. But I'm, I'm not gonna pass on taking Kittle, especially if it's the early third, late second. I'll take him. I'll scoop him up, no problem. Awesome. Number now, number three, Mark Andrews. I think I think Mark Andrews has been one of the most interesting uh, inclines for tight ends. I mean, last year he was a late round flyer that you took, and now he's going to be somebody we fight for in the early rounds. Uh, he has the seventh easiest easiest schedule for tight ends, and uh, he had sixty two catches, eight fifty yards, and ten touchdowns, which was the highest among tight ends. And not only that, but he is going to be the red zone target for Lamar Jackson. And they consistently made it to the red zone last year. Uh, highest percentage, I believe it was. And uh, you obviously know that there's going to be a trust factor there. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a massive trust factor between Lamar Jackson and Andrew. Uh, I don't think that's going to change in the red zone. That's He's going to be his go-to guy. When a play breaks down, I mean, he, he can be there for a dump off and make things happen. Andrews could move into that top two, I think. Uh, uh, I'm tough right now. It's, it's, I mean, 62 balls, 852 yards and 10 touchdowns. If, if he gets way more targets this year, which I think he is going to, the potential is there. Um, He has, he is in close to getting in that top tier with those two and Mm. see if he can break out this year, even more than he broke out last year. I don't know. I I feel like those breaking in those top two is a little. Difficult. It's going to be difficult. It's I mean, it's going to be difficult. But when you get catch sixty two balls and you get ten touchdowns, that it's a head turner. That that's it's a, a head turner for now, sure. Now this year, last year he wasn't even on the on the field all the time. They had what was his name? Who's now on the Falcons? Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. He was in there for a lot of the times, especially in running downs. And you saw Mark Andrews in a lot of the time for passing downs. Now he's going to be on the field a whole lot more. So more targets. Exactly. That, that so could more be opportunity. It is a potential. Some more touchdowns. It is a potential. There, definitely. It is a potential. Definitely. So number four, Zach Ertz. I mean, he has the fourth easiest schedule. And Ertz battled through injuries last year. And he was still a productive, legitimate receiver on that team. Now he is the only receiver on that team if you want to con- <laughs> consider Jalen Rieger as a current and viable wide receiver option but that being said if he's the only viable receiver he's going to see a lot of ca- uh, double teams bracket coverages and all that good stuff yeah I mean it's his fifth tight end he was fifth tight end overall fantasy last year his third straight time in the top five only Mass- third? third straight time Third? I feel like he's been in the top five more than that. It's just the third straight time. So every year, three times in a row, he was top five. Do I have to spell it? The top five? I don't like top it. Five. I, don't, I don't like your stats. Top five? Are you Are you okay? You no, good? I, you, I don't like it. You seem sad. I, I feel like you just kind of like undercut his talent. I did. Yeah, you, you kind of did. Just for you. Thank you. Uh, had a massive target share, 24%. I mean, that's a that's a big target share. I see plenty of volume for Ertz. Obviously, there's no other options. Like you were saying, Jalen Rieger. Alshon Jeffrey's probably going to be out for the whole year. He hasn't been healthy for a while. 
hopefully Wentz is healthy because that hasn't happened in a while. Either. That, that hasn't <laughs> happened. Just saying. Ertz is going to be a top option. He's probably going to land in the top five again this year. He's going to be consistent, and you know what you're going to get out of him. And without Alshon being there, he potentially could be just the main target for red zone opportunities, which is huge. Yeah, he, he is going to be the only option, but I think we have to apply the same logic. If George Kittle is going to be the only option on that offense, then Zach Ertz has to be a great viable option. Yeah. Now, he is also in a much worse division. I mean, right now, teams are looking and trying to figure out how to cover Zach Ertz, but they're not specifically drafting players or trading for players like the Seahawks and Cardinals are for Zach Ertz, which is why I think he is going to be a great pick who is actually dropping in ADP. Yeah. So I think he might actually be a, a great good, value. A good for value. No reason. Yeah, a good value there. Number five. Obviously, I'm a Raiders fan. Darren Waller was one of the bright spots for the offense last year. Huh. And he was a sleeper. If you drafted him, I mean, good job. Good for you. You, you got a top five tight end for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, or picked him up on free agency. One or the other. 1,100 yards receiving 90 catches. That's a massive amount of volume. And we all know why. There was really no talent on that offense. Can you say that again? No talent except Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. I'm you just say. saying. It's kind of like the Niners wide receiving core this year. There's nothing there. There's just everyone's hurt or just can't play. <laughs> so yes, we're talking to you. Pettis. Yeah. <laughs> so only three touchdowns. Obviously, we'd like to see more. I think he is going to be more of a red zone threat this year. But I think the volume will go down to a certain extent with Henry Ruggs being there. Brian Edwards, ever heard of her? Oh, God. Please don't hop on his hype train like everybody else. <laughs> so Brian Edwards is probably going to be the X receiver. you got Tyrell Williams. There's going to be more talent there. They're going to probably spread it around a little bit more. It's not going to be the Darren Waller show all over, over, and over again, but I do think he'll be relevant. I see a little bit of a regression for catches, but he is going to be a top five option. His regression in catches and yards will be compensated by his touchdowns. I don't to know if it's yards. I don't think there, there might not be a regression in yards. I think regression in touchdowns, I think he might be even, he might have even bigger plays, bigger plays, huh? You know, I, I think they're not going to be able to zero in just on him. Rugs is going to be able to spread the field. I think Josh Jacobs is going to do what Josh Jacobs does. And it could mean more yards for him. And hopefully more touchdowns. I think that's going to be the big key, right? Yeah, as, as long as he beats three touchdowns, I think he's going to easily eclipse the top five scenario. Uh, I mean, how tall is he? Six five? I think he's six five. Yes. Yeah, six. I mean, if you're if you're six five, six six. I'm six, so six. sorry. I, yeah. I, I knocked yeah, an inch yeah, off yeah. of him. Don't disrespect yeah. the homie. Oh, I'm sorry. So From if, Georgia Tech. If you're six six, uh, you, you should be getting more than three touchdowns. Julio Jones is six three, and he only gets three touchdowns. Come on, you can do better than that. Yeah, I would hope you can do better than that. <laughs> Your quarterback needs to throw you the ball. Yeah. In the red zone. So so if Derek Carr doesn't perform... He's like, going to be benched. But, but That's that's but, what's going to happen. But Marcus Mariota, supposedly, we're hearing a training camp talk. Marcus Mariota's not doing very good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a surprise? <laughs> uh, I've heard he's gone multiple days throwing interceptions. I did hear the water boy was throwing the water... Water bottles premium, so maybe oh, maybe man. there's an option. Maybe we can swing it for him to be able to throw the ball oh, to rugs. Man. I don't know. Who knows? What, what does Derek Carr have to do to be viable? Let the ball go. Just throw the ball. Just just just, just let it, it let it go, dude. Yeah. Just try to make some plays. Do something. You got rugs. You got a deep threat. Let's see you throw the ball down the field. Spread that out. If he can't throw the ball down the field with rugs, it's it's done. This is his make or break year right here. 
Would you rather have Alex Smith? I'm considering it. You're considering I'm it? I'm considering it. Kaepernick? It would be entertaining. It would be entertaining. I haven't yeah. seen him in so long. I mean, uh, it would be day. pretty entertaining. I think he would be trash, but like you would have plays that would be super entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Derek yeah. Carr is kind of like a da 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 da. Like it's there's no substance there. Is he vanilla? He's so vanilla. Yeah, I mean, I just like. Do I just you like hear him? Do it. you hear him? Yeah, he, he like it was like if someone hits him, he's like, hey, good jo- good job, man, good job. Oh, I didn't mean to fall on you, dude. Come on. Do something. Here. Have some emotion. Get get a little get a little angry. Do something here, man. He's too nice. He's definitely on Adderall. I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ninety percent of the NFL. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, do you have any other options? A any special end. mentions? Anything like that? Uh, Hayden Hurst. I think he's going to be a great option. Okay. Matt Ryan likes his tight ends. His tight ends score touchdowns. His tight ends get yards. They get those nice, those nice juicy dump offs. I think he's going to be a great fantasy option. I I kind of wanted to put. Uh, no, I definitely excluded the Browns tight end. He was he was never Austin like, Hooper. Austin yeah, Hooper. no, he was never an no, option no, no, for no, me. no, 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 not even close. Um, anybody else? Would you Evan like? Evan Ingram for me. He never. And he's not healthy. Let me oh, give sorry, me a sorry, second. Sorry, sorry. Thank you, Evan Ingram. And why I think he's a mention, if you want to risk for possibly a high potential, he has not played a 16-game season. When he's on the field, he is very productive. But when he's not on the field, which is missed 19 games in three seasons, I think it is, (laughs) which is horrible, which he's probably going to miss time. But if he is there for 16 games, he could be in that top five option. I'm just going to mention him right there. If you want to risk it with an injury... He's very injury prone, kind of like Carson Wentz. I love the talent for Evan Ingram. Do I think he's going to produce? No, because he's probably not going to be on the field. The only reason why he produces is the homie Danny Dimes. Those are a couple nice low mm, passes right down the middle for him to catch. And I think Danny Dimes would throw him a lot if he's actually on the field. Exactly. So stop being soft. And can you actually be on the field, please? Uh, thank he you. He said, no, thank you. <laughs> he said, no, thank you. And then went in the corner and cried. That's what he <laughs> did, okay? He doesn't want to get hit. No, nah, he can't get hit. You know what I mean? Nah, I think I him know. I think him and Carson Wentz should be on the same team. I think the restaurants? Probably. They'll probably text on the daily. They'll be like, ah, I just hurt my back. They're bag. probably, when games are going on, they're probably like, hey, you want to play Madden? <laughs> he's like, oh, you're not playing either? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you, stupid? Of it's course like, I'm It's like not coming into work. You're like, oh, I want to take Sunday off. <laughs> oh, we have a game. That's okay. That's cool. I'll, I'll fake an injury. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, let's see. No, I, th- I think I think we I think we nailed it. I like it. So like, subscribe. Um, yeah. And we'll see you. What do we talk? What, do, the we, next what do we talk about next week? Should we do another mock draft? Yeah, we'll do another yeah. mock. Another yeah, mock. Yeah. we'll do another mock. Yeah, cool. Do another mock. Cool. All right. Good talk. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 